it's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me always, Frankie Vegas. Hey. And we are here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Let's begin. Let's do this thing. All right. What's up, bud? Hey, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Anything exciting happen this week? Uh, yeah, you know, my I had another uncle pass away. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm had about eight people that are close family friends or family that have passed away since uh, February or January. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I'm I'm batting a thousand. So huh. anybody who knows me might want to just Shit. not know me. Well, I guess I'm <laughs> fucked now, you know. <laughs> oh, oh um, well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, I know it's been kind of a rough stint. Oh but, man. Um, maybe it'll, let's see. That's in threes. You got one more to make nine. So yeah. I hate to break it to you. It always goes in threes. So yeah. you got three, yeah. six, nine. Uh, yeah, I try not to think like that. But yeah, that did cross my mind. <laughs> it's mm. amazing how that crosses your mind. Oh yeah. I always think it's like, what? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Am I going to be one of the three this time around? I often uh, wonder it. Yeah. I, and I absolutely hate going to funerals. I mean, nobody likes to go to them, you know, but some people, you know, they, I just, it just, the whole process creeps right. me out, you know. I, um, and my problem is I don't know how to act at a funeral because, you know, me, I'm kind of, you know, uh, you know, I'll tell jokes and, you um, know, mess oh. around, but I get there and I'm like, how am I supposed to act? Am I supposed to? You know, depends on the person. I mean, like me, I've always said, no, when I pass away, people better be laughing, joking, have a beer, do something. Don't don't be crying over me. (laughs) You know, that ain't going to do that ain't going to do nothing for nobody. Right. You know. Right. So just enjoy. Remember me as I, you know, and. Hey, we, we had a good time together. Let's remember me as, you know, as having a good time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the last episode we talked about my dad and, uh, you know, he passed away in 1991. And, I mean, legitimately a very a very good turnout for his funeral. I was uh, pleasantly surprised at all the people there and, and uh, all the cars that were, you know, the headed to the uh, cemetery afterwards. And Did Vince McMahon send a bouquet? No, no. but Al Al Snow was there. Oh, Al Snow yeah, Al was there, there. and so. I, it was it was pretty great because uh, a lot of his wrestling buddies that uh, that maybe he kind of worked away from because of his uh, second wife, uh, you know, one of those deals. Yeah, uh, were there to pay their respects, and that meant that meant a world to me. So. Oh, yeah. You know, like I said in the last episode, I grew up in that with all of those guys, you know, the Jim Lancaster and the Al Snow and the and the Duke West and, you know, all those guys. And and they all, you know, they came the distance to to be at the funeral and it meant the world to me when they were there. So, cool. yeah, it was very uh, cool. Yeah, it was an interesting time. That's for sure. And I don't wish that on anybody, oh, you know, no. a 17 year old kid, you know plan this father's funeral is not uh no. not something that uh, i wish on anybody i don't wish that on a 47 year old you know yeah. i don't wish it on anybody no. 
No, it's never a good thing. No, so. it's terrible. It's true. Anything else happening? <laughs> we got any upbeat stuff we can talk about? Uh, We're talking about funerals and shit let's here. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, no, just other than that, though, everything, I'm just, I'm living life, you know, trying to make it on my less than 40 hours a week <laughs> still. <laughs> I have not had a 40-hour week since Christmas. Wow. You know, so um thinking jeremy can hook me up with you know you need a little something something going on i don't even know if i'm gonna have 40 hours <laughs> oh, yeah, at, the, at yeah. the time this comes out yeah, so yeah uh it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what uh turns out to that and by the time this episode comes out then i'm sure i'll know where which direction i'm heading but um yeah uh it's uh I, I'm living I, I'm living the best life right now, man. The deck is done, the hot tub's up, you know, and I'm just enjoying my well, you know, the rocker chick has me fucking working my ass off when I get home, but you know, she still has projects she'd like to finish before before uh, the summer's over, but um you know, spending our weekends at Jellystone and, and then spending this having these great evenings outside, you know. Now, does she have you working as hard at Jellystone as she does here at home? Um, let's see. A, f- a few weeks ago, yeah, I, it wasn't necessarily her that got it, worked that hard, but um, most of the time, man, it's just a, it's just a laid back, chill. You know, I'll take my laptop with me, work on merchandise, or work on you know whatever I you know have a little bit of time for. But most of the time, we just sit there and just enjoy being outside. And, you know, hanging out with the people that we've met and become friends with there um, and just watching golf carts drive by and watching these stupid ass kids that think that they know the world way better than anybody else run around there and do stupid shit. But um, most of the time it's just laid back and chill. I love it. It's, It's relaxing and it is that place for me to go and get away from everything here. The only problem is, is my brain's over in overdrive and I'm like, I could be doing this or I could be doing that. I could be doing this. I could be doing that. That's why I take my laptop. So it helps break up that. I don't feel like I'm just sitting around not doing jack shit. Are you going to do another, um, was it Murder Nerds or Tusop that you did the campgrounds? We, it was, it was Murder Nerds. Okay. Uh, we did, uh, yeah, um. What what camp we call it yeah, camp, camp murderers yeah, camp, camp murderers yeah. which which if if any of the murderers are listening I never did get my t shirt my camp murderers t shirt that I was promised but that was really fun that was yeah. really really yeah cool. I enjoy I enjoyed those episodes yeah and and the beauty of it is is we left everything out so you heard golf carts driving by but when as we got later in the night and everything kind of settled down. It was just, you know, the chirping and the crickets and the, you know, the night sounds and everything was there and it sounded so fucking cool when we were done. I was so happy with it, but probably not going to happen this sure. summer. Yeah. With them being a hiatus and, uh, well, you can do two stop. Could, could. I'm not I mean, trying to put more work on you or anything <laughs> like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, we could do, we, I might have to think about that. We could do an episode out there. Maybe two. Yeah. That'd be fun. I'll have to run that by the uh the two sop girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you might want to get their permission. I might want to get their <laughs> approval before uh before I go I don't know. They've they're I am lucky to have them. Um 
A few weeks ago, Tusop got an email from a listener who uh, was talking about how she'd been a longtime listener of the of the show and and how much she loved it. And she actually uh, gave kudos to Team Tejas, and she gave kudos to Alicia, who was my uh, you know my co-host on on the Boozer side. But she's like, yeah, these you guys got these you got these new girls and they're, they're pretty great too. And, and, uh, I replied to her and I said, you know, I'm very lucky to have them because they did pick up the slack when team Teos left and, mm-hmm. and, uh, they are, they're working hard to, to try to make it their own. And it's been a lot of fun working with, they're doing with a good job yeah. of it. Yes. I'm enjoying it. So, all right. You got a question of the do pod. Do I have a question of the pod? 80s, 80s edition. edition. Yes, I do. <laughs> this might be an easier one, and I'm just assuming that this happened in the 80s for you. <laughs> I lost my virginity? Is that no. what it was? What is you and Rocker Chick's favorite? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn, that's getting no. personal. No, no, no. I kid, I kid. Um, No. What was the first? vinyl or cassette tape the first th- piece of music you bought with your own money oh not that your parents bought you oh. or anything but what you had in your pocket your money to spend on what you wanted and you went and you bought this album or whatever well i think i did buy the i think i did buy my first cassette with allowance so i mean i was still pretty young but are you ready for this? Yeah. This it, is probably going to hurt. It's not going to be worse than mine. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> my first cassette that I bought with allowance was the Footloose soundtrack. Hey. Not a bad soundtrack. It had some great songs on it like uh, uh, I Need a Hero mm-hmm. or or even, you know, the, the Footloose theme itself. So, um I think shortly after that, The Breakfast Club was one that I had to have because it had such great music on it, you know, mm-hmm. Simple Minds and and so on and so forth. So I do believe Footloose is the correct answer here, Frankie. <laughs> oh, mine's worse. Way okay. Worse. All right. This oh. will probably get laughed at, but my first one was a band called New Edition. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, young Bobby Brown, uh, the guy from Belle Biv DeVoe, and I think Johnny Gill might have been in there at some point. Right, right. But yeah, I just, I like the song Cool It Now that was on that tape. Okay. And I just had to have it. I like that song and Mr. Telephone Man, and I couldn't tell you another track on that tape. Because <laughs> you wore those, those two out. Probably. I don't. I don't know that 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 is that bad. It's not that good. <laughs> I mean, it's. Would you? Can, but see, the people that would know me after, you know, a few years later, would never have guessed me to be listening because I was listening to rock. You know. Yeah, you were listening to more metal. Yeah, I was listening to metal. Nobody would have thought, you know. Right. You know, Bobby Brown. Well, know, I mean, uh, but mm-hmm. I mean. It's funny that you say it that way because I remember, I remember buying certain things because that had that super popular song on it. You know, yeah. um, 
Tiffany's album was one of the, 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 that uh, you know I bought and, and might have regretted buying. I'm like, oh, I don't. He just really got it on vinyl. Don't. Buy it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I might have just got it on vinyl. What? But uh, what year did the Footloose soundtrack come out? Oh, here I couldn't even tell you. Probably like eighty. Yeah, eighty six maybe. Does that sound right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it here yeah, real yeah, quick. That's what I'm getting ready to do. 1984. 1984. 1984. So okay, yeah. so I can feel pretty good about you know the rest of this show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I you know it's it's interesting to kind of put that in perspective because I, I'm trying to think of what the first. The first CD I got, I remember when my mom bought me my CD player. It was like for my birthday, my very first CD player. You know, it was RCA out, and I had a little stereo system that had an RCA in for that, for an auxiliary. And I remember buying her buying me just the CD player. I'm trying to think uh, which damn, it was something bizarre. It was like one of those used CDs or whatever. I bought like two or three used CDs. It was something weird, and I cannot remember for the life of me right at this moment. I got my first CD. I actually remember because I had finally, you know, caught up with everybody and got a CD player. And with Native Tongue by Poison. Oh, right on. That was my first CD. Mm, Interesting. So I remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's let's expand a little bit farther. Do you remember what the first VHS tape you bought? What was the first movie? First movie I bought? Oh, yes, I do. Good, because I can't remember mine, but I can tell you a story about one I was trying to buy. Stand By Me. Oh, wow. I, I bought that. I actually bought it at an auction. The guy They were auctioning off a box full of movies. And you didn't get the whole box, but, you know, you bid on per movie. You could just go pick the movie out. And then you go pick out whoever right. got the bid got to go first and right. pick out the movie they wanted or movies. And I got and I got the highest bid, and and I went and got Stand By Me. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the first VHS, but I can tell you 100% what the first DVD I bought was. Okay. Because I had, at that time... Um, I'd bought a computer with a DVD player in it, and my and my wife was like, "We are not switching over. We have all of these VHS tapes." Practical Magic with Sandra Bullock. Okay, that was the first mm-hmm. DVD, and I don't know why I hadn't seen it, and it was like on sale, I think. Yeah, but I I remember going to Video World and trying to get. A copy of The Doors on VHS. Oh, yeah. Because I'd just seen it in a theater, and I'm like, I need to have this, and it was coming out on video. And I remember talking to the owner, and I'm like, hey, I'm well, how much is it to buy one of these? And I remember the VHS was over $100 to buy that oh, movie. Yeah. And I'm like, are you... Fucking kidding me? And they he's like, were nope. outrageous yeah. back then. Now you can't even give them away. Oh hell no! If you go to Goodwill, they have a shitload of them. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, even DVDs ain't that bad, no. No, not anymore. Not like they were. I mean, yeah. 
just everything. Something new comes out, they're going to charge out the... Wazooosies. Yeah. The second DVD, Rockstar, Mark Rockstar. Wahlberg. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, it is. I like that one. What was your first DVD, you remember? My first DVD, I, ooh, I, don't, I don't remember that one. Um... I couldn't tell you. That's all good. I just, yeah, we're, I'm just kind of expanding on that question where you talk about the first cassette tape or yeah. whatever. Yeah, my first vinyl, because my mom bought it for me, I didn't buy it, was a Michael Jackson Thriller. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I wish wow. I still had that. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm thinking now. that'd be worth some bucks these days. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had all kinds of vinyl. I can't remember. I remember going to... Um, uh, well, 3D. What was there? Was there something in there after 3D? It was Big Lots. Yeah, it? Big Lots. I remember going into Big Lots and they had like this uh, bin full of vinyl, and it was like a dollar. And I bought I bought several pieces in oh. there. I would go through and go through. You know, they were all demos. You could tell because of the way they're cut mm-hmm. on the on the packaging. They were all demos. So. I didn't care. A buck for John Parr, you know, Man in Motion. Give there it to me. Go. I'll take it. So Absolutely. still got that around here somewhere. Absolutely. Even though it's a demo. Yeah. <laughs> now now when you go to the vinyl shows, they're $30, $40, $50. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Expensive. Uh, you know, why is vinyl making such a big comeback? Do you have any idea on that? No. My, my guess would be that uh, it's – there was such a demand for it because people wanted that purity of vinyl, the sound of the needle and, you know, that the, the pops and cracks. Yeah, yeah. And which is, which is all fine and dandy. I've got a program on my recording. They will put that in there, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it has a lot to do with it. And I think, I don't know about you, but when I talk to Andy a lot, we talk about old school music and when you would get, a record on on vinyl back in the day you know you take it out and there was a sleeve and it had mm. all of the stuff you know where it had lyrics, lyrics. and pictures yeah. and all kinds of shit and sometimes you get the fold outs you know yeah. where the actual cover would fold out mm-hmm. um you lost a little bit of that with cassettes uh and dvds kind of or cds kind of brought it back but you know with a lot of the you know the pages in it but then you notice that people just quit giving a shit and, and you get like a one single slap in there and, you know, with some credits on the back of it. So I think a lot of people miss that and that kind of helps fuel that, uh, that draw for that. So well, you think eight tracks will make a comeback? Absolutely not. not. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought an eight track and some tapes at a garage sale. No, it's been several years back. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, all right. you know, I paid like five bucks for the yeah. whole thing. You know, somewhere so. in this complex, I have a working eight-track uh, player. Somewhere. Well, it worked the last time I messed with it, but yeah. uh, um, you know, I still got the in the control room. I still have the full setup: cassette, uh, vinyl, you know, all that. So, hmm. but yeah, I've spent some serious money last year on vinyl unfortunately but a lot of it has to do with the flicker stick release of on vinyl and the um you know going to the show up in south bend and buying a bunch of different stuff up there it's it's so it's so cool to see some of that stuff 
but yeah, I, I'm just, I dabble. I know collectors mm. and they're spending a lot of money on vinyl. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like any other hobby though. Once you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of music, are you ready to get into today's topic? Yes. Are you sure? I am. All right. Here we go. This American hard rock band from Los Angeles, California, formed in 1985, comprised of singer Axl Rose, lead guitarist Slash, rhythm guitarist Izzy Stradlin, bassist Duff McKinnon, and drummer Steven Adler, Guns N' Roses released their debut album, Appetite for Destruction, in 1987, which spawned their number one hit, Sweet Child of Mine. Today, we are talking about Guns and Fucking Roses, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, listen, 1985, the band forms... From my understanding, and this is what I've always understood, but with my research, you know, Tracy Guns, who was in a band called L.A. Guns, and Axl Rose, who was in a band called Hollywood Rose, which actually I didn't know the Hollywood Rose part. I just thought that they knew each other and they decided to put this together. You know, Axl Rose, yeah. Tracy Guns, um, had, some, had some disputes with their with their bands left and decided to form together and just use the name of their prior bands and now you have Guns N' Roses. But it it's such a fucking roller coaster after oh, that. Oh man. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> so Tracy ends up getting into a fight with Axel and leaves. So they bring in Slash, who was actually a guitar player for Hollywood Rose. <laughs> I do believe I read that. Did you read that part? Uh, I think. I, I've read a lot of different things, but, uh, um, you know, they just they kept kind of grabbing those guys who had played in the Hollywood Rose band or guys who had left, uh, you know, Guns N' Roses, a first initial band, but uh, um, I'm trying to think. Did Izzy was Izzy part th- of the original? Yeah, I think so. Because I think him and because weren't they both from Indiana? I know Axel was. I, I was going to ask you that. I do believe that they were friends in uh, Lafayette. Yeah. Before I I think Izzy came first, and then Axel followed. If I uh, that if, could be. Yeah, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, exactly. but but yeah, then. They were they were friends in high school, from my understanding, I original believe. understanding. Yeah, you know, reading a lot of this uh, this stuff that's going on with uh, you know on the internet, you know, you never know what's one hundred percent positive. But then again, growing up without the internet, you weren't sure where you stood on a lot of that stuff anyway. So, um, but yeah, spinoffs of uh, you know L.A. Guns and Hollywood Rose. I don't know, man. You know, Appetite for Destruction comes out in 1987, right? Yes. And this album hits. And I remember that album was life. That is pretty much all we were listening to. Oh, yeah. 
if you know i know i remember you know welcome to the jungle which mm-hmm. um you've got a story about that yeah uh and then sweet child of mine coming out but man i was always into like rocket queen and mr brownstone and and you know some of the lower on the chart you know on the list uh songs on that album um those were my favorites you know Axel jumping down to that. We've been dancing with Mr. Brown. <laughs> yeah, there will be sporadic singing. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're stuck with it this episode. Hey, <laughs> hey maybe Jeremy will break out the acoustic. Hey. We'll do a little patience. Oh, <laughs> oh there's a whole nother. Well, uh, Gene R. Lies comes out in 1988. Yeah, still 80s. Uh, still, we're still talking the 80s, hmm. uh, which spawned patience. And the re-release of their EP, which yeah. never really made out, Live yeah. Like a Suicide, yeah, like, which had Mama Can on it, which oh, was... Oh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. They did it better than Aerosmith, <laughs> Don't say that too loud, Steve and Tyler are going to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love Aerosmith. I'm just saying. Big fan. Big Big fan of Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Love me some Aerosmith. But, yeah, I mean, let's go back to uh, the original lineup. I mean, I know you're a big Izzy Stradlin fan, are you not? Yes, I like like the, which we'll get to, the, you know, the band band he started after um, he left Guns N' Roses. It was called Izzy Stradlin and the Juju. Juju, yeah, yeah. And... I just love the song um, that they did. They released it was called Shuffle It All, and I just love that song. And, I mean, I don't think they did really anything after that. But Well, how, I mean, was that still, uh, did it go up in the charts? Or where did it, where did it fall at? Do you remember? I, do, I don't remember, right honestly. On. I mean, I know... The video had some good rotation on MTV. Yeah, MTV used to have music videos on it. You know. Oh, what? <laughs> they, what? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> well, tell us about a little MTV there, Frankie. Yeah, MTV. It used to be all music videos all the time. <laughs> now it's, I don't know what that crap is. Yeah, I think it's called reality TV. Reality TV. Mm. 16 and pregnant. Yeah, okay, you're <laughs> Again. a fun. You know, whatever. You know. <laughs> swallow, bitch, swallow. <laughs> Oh, I've done it now. He's lost his. He's lost his cool on that one. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, well, we were talking earlier. You know, you had. Uh, that's how you got introduced to Welcome the to Guns and Roses. Yeah. Was Welcome the Jungle? Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and my buddy were sitting around at the house, um, watching MTV and Guns and Roses. Welcome to the Jungle comes on MTV. And we just, like, were drawn into it. And as soon as that video was over, we jumped in his car. I told my mom, I need 20 bucks. And my mom looked at me like, why do you need 20 bucks? I go, I got I to gotta buy this tape. And, and she goes, you've heard one song. And I go, no, these guys are going to be some. These guys are going to be huge. So she gave me the money. I love you, Mom. Thanks, rest Mom. In, rest in peace. Um. With the Butterfly Record. Oh. There are stories about that place. Was um, I working there at the time? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, probably not yet. I got uh, stories about that place. Um, went to Butterfly Records, got each of them bought a copy of it, and threw one of the copies in a tape deck and just cruised around Warsaw till the end of the tape, and then did it again. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, we talk about MTV and we talk about music videos. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there and we'll go right back to Guns N' Roses. You talk about Guns N' Roses and that song being the song that you heard. Mine was a band called DAD and it was called Girl Nation was the name of the song. And I did the exact same thing being the rocker chick saw him and we're like fuck that we need that album so we ran out and got it was called no fuel for the pilgrims and that is one of those albums that i can listen to from the first song to the last song and i loved every fucking song on that on that thing there are very few albums that i can actually say that i like it from song one to the last song there's very few Right. Appetite for Destruction is one of those. Is one of those. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is about it, but I mean, there's. I So while I was doing my research, I went back and listened, watched the videos for uh, Sweet Child, uh, Paradise City, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, and even, even then farther down the road with uh, November Rain because. I remember when November Rain came out and I was like, holy shit, this fucking video is like forever long. And it was this big, long story. And and at that time, you didn't see that shit because you were still getting these fucking weird ass videos that, you know, were like, why? I don't want to watch this fucking thing. It's just stupid. So you get this, you know, this whole movie in Mm -hmm. seven or eight minutes of, of November Rain. And I, as I'm listening to Paradise City and uh, um, wasn't Sweet Child, even though Sweet Child does the same thing, but it was, uh, what did I say? What did I just say? Um, Welcome to the Jungle and Paradise City. That's the two I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the changes that are in these songs I guess I was a little surprised because I don't remember being as hyper-focused as I was as I was sitting there watching these videos. I mean, you know, you have your let's, you have your opening riff, and then it changes into the bridge before it goes into the freaking first verse, and then it changes into the chorus, and then it goes back to the verse riffs and stuff like that, and then you've got these breakdowns later in the song. You know, I, I was just... I guess I was taken aback by it because I don't remember those being prominent when I was listening to the songs, even though they've always been there. But I guess as a as, you, as I grow as a musician and I'm listening to different kind of styles, where you have some of the new stuff, which is four chords and that's all you get. Back then, they were doing five different changes in a song that you didn't even fucking realize they were doing. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie's looking a little lost on me as I'm yeah, talking about Yeah, he's saying all the technical terms for music, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, true. I <laughs> On your way home tonight, man, throw on, uh, you know, um, 
throw on Paradise City and just listen. Don't listen to the lyrics this time, like you, I like you would always do, like I always do. Listen to the music in the background and and listen to you know you have this opening guitar rip and then it changes to this and the band you know then we have a breakdown the drums are doing this and it's just I don't know I I don't know why it jumped out at me this round about how much there's in the changes but they did it flawlessly to the fact that you didn't even realize they were doing it you were just singing along the lyrics because this album is such a hook you know everything and every song in this fucking on this fucking album had a killer hook take me down to the paradise city oh 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 sweet child of mine you know welcome to the jungle baby you're gonna <laughs> die you know there's so much that just captured you in this album that it was just unbelievable oh yeah i mean it uh, it was an awesome album i probably one of my all-time favorites but but i mean i just i'm i'm trying to think of something that was above it and i can't off the top of my head right now <laughs> it was just so awesome um so appetite comes out in 87 um uh, it's huge appetite for discussion is huge there was the controversial cover yes so i didn't have that i I didn't have it when it was still a cover. Did you have it when the controversial cover was on the inside? That I might have had, yeah. Because I had it when it was the inside sleeve. It just wasn't on the cover cover. But they changed it over to the yeah. cross. But I think eventually they even got rid of the con- the in the insert with the with that with that photo on it. But yeah, yeah I had the original. Yeah, I I bought that album four times. <laughs> you know, I have worn it out. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you just threw away the original cover? You didn't, you don't think about that <laughs> stuff. You know, I didn't, you know. Oh, listen. You know, when you're listening to cassette tape, the tape finally breaks, you just pick the whole damn thing, buy a new one. The you know? Golden Image 80s at gmail.com. Email in and let us know how disappointed you are in Frankie right now. <laughs> yeah, please email. I mean, I, I would love to read something. <laughs> I'm going to email him later. From Tell a, me to fuck off. Do something. From a yeah. weird account. Um, so, yeah, Appetite is huge. The controversial cover that they changed back to the cross with the with the five skulls on it. Uh then they push out the GNR Lies, which was A side was um, all uh, acoustic songs, which included Patience. I think that was the B side. The A side was the uh, Live Like a Suicide. Really? Because I thought it was I the thought, opposite. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. It could I, be, I could be wrong. One side was acoustic, one side was. <laughs> whether it's A or B, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, uh, th- no, it's all good. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know for a hundred percent. I always thought that the first song that uh, it was "Patience" wasn't even the first song on that. What was number one song? The number one. Song. Yeah, on the acoustic side. What was the first song? I don't think it was "Patience." I think that was down. Was the, it "Used to Lover"? I don't remember. Because that's my all-time favorite Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> is "Used to Lover." I <laughs> used to love her, but I had to kill her. Yep. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, 
the re-release of uh, the the other side of that was the Live Like a Suicide, which included Mama Ken, mm-hmm. um, Nice Boys, Nice Boys, Don't Play Rock and Roll, uh, and Reckless Life, and Move to the City. Move to the City. Once again, this album, God, what was the... They gave me a list of everything on the Alive Like a Suicide, but I'm not seeing a list of the songs that were <laughs> on the other side. There had to be somewhere. Yeah. Used to love her and patience and uh, um, uh, one in a million. Oh yeah, that, that was, was very controversial at the time. Very, very. Why would you say? Why was it controversial? They. Sorry, microphone in my face. Okay, um, it was a lot of racial undertones, uh, homophobic. It, yeah, there it was just. I actually, I never realized that, and I listened to the song here when we decided we were going to do Guns N' Roses this week. I kind of jammed a bunch of Guns N' Roses. I listened to that song specifically just to hear it and yeah there there is a lot and jeremy don't believe me so he's reading so i'm listening to you (laughs) i'm very and and as i'm reading these lyrics i'm thinking i remember that i remember that uh yeah i definitely remember that but i i don't remember it being uh being controversial but i could see why it would be I'm yeah. still looking for the fucking song list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my! Anyway, well, if, if you get a chance to go check out uh, "Lies," it's it is really a great album, and that one in a million was a good song, even if it was controversial. I don't care. I love that album. But uh, then they uh, release Stephen Adler at that time and bring in the cult drummer. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, Matt, Matt Matt Sorum. Yes, thank you. Damn, I drew a blank. And then they release "Use Your Illusion" one and two, which is in the nineties. But since we're talking about Guns and Roses, yeah, so it'll be all right. You got to talk about it. Yeah, I really enjoyed both of those albums. I don't know that every song on there was my favorite, like the first two albums, but they uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just give me the the <laughs> the one eyed thing? Is me me whatever? Um. So yeah, and then they go on to uh, you know, tour on that, and I think that's where shit really starts falling apart. Because Izzy left. Did he actually play on Use Your Illusion one and two? I thought he did, but I, I think could be wrong. he did. I think he. I don't think he toured with them yeah. after that. I believe I. Would have to look through my notes. Right on. Um, But, yeah, and bring in Gibby Clark to replace him. He was awesome. He was great, yeah. Uh, But I think that's the the rise and fall was usually losing one and two. I think that was kind of the, you know, Axel started acting like Axel. And, you know, it just just kind of fell apart from there. You know what I'm saying? You? Yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah, that that's probably the main thing when you talk about Guns N' Roses is just the drama, you know, that right. they had as a band. And 
I mean, and maybe you could talk to this, you know, been, been in several bands yourself. What causes a band like that to just implode? Um, you know, it, the, the easiest way that I can tell you is it's ego. It's ego driven. Um, so let's say, you know, you got four guys and you go into this band and everybody's gung ho and, and every idea is the greatest idea ever, you know? Let's play this song. Let's write this lyric. Let's do this riff. Let's go play this place. And somewhere along the lines, you end up not liking that lyric, hating that riff, you know, and it's like, well, my riff is better than your riff. And, you know, ego takes over and that's, you know, and then it becomes a, a daily thing where everything that that person does now just is like fingernails on a chalkboard. It doesn't matter if it was a great idea or the worst fucking idea to ever face, you know, a band decision. But, you know, ego plays a lot, a lot of part of that. And that's why you see a lot of people leave or a lot of people get fired because leaving is easier, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, this this is my idea and you, you fucking shit on it because you think your idea is better. So I'm leaving. And, you know, it sometimes it gets really really bad in guns and roses's case um there's a lot of ego but there's also a lot of alcohol and a lot of drugs which you know amplifies that even more yeah. so yeah that is very true yeah well see that you know that's the problem with like steven adler he got kicked out of the band because his heroin problem was very bad now if i have a guy named axel and another guy named Slash telling me that my drug addiction is too <laughs> intense for them. There's just an issue there, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, well, he um, was, uh, he wasn't, uh, didn't I read that he actually passed out at one point during a, a show or something? Yeah, or, I think, yeah. You know, it, I mean, his drug abuse was so bad that they couldn't count on him and, you know, and, and they, I, it's my understanding they actually talked to him about it and stuck him in rehab, but it didn't take. Yeah. And man, it was the fucking eighties, you know. That's yeah. what that was. What was happening? You're a rock star at this point. Mm -hmm. But I remember watching uh, a music award, and Slash goes walking up to accept the award. Him and Duff, and they're both carrying fucking, uh, nope. you know, scotch glasses oh, yeah. and uh, you know, dumping yeah, fucking scotch that. everywhere. I remember that. Yeah, yeah they were very. Fucked up, and I, <laughs> I think he even actually swore during that. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, I remember that. It was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, slash, and, and it all basically boils down the egos overflowed, and they and they and they finally ended it. And um, what was was that? Well, that was after the the spaghetti incident CD, I do believe. See that that's where they lost. That's where Guns and Roses lost me was the spaghetti incident. I did, yeah. that was a terrible album, and after that, you know, it just became. I don't even call them Guns and Roses. I just call them Axel and five guys he picked up off the street. <laughs> Axel yeah. Rose and subject to change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I just. 
you know, their what was the last album they put out? Chinese, Chinese democracy. democracy. Yeah, I didn't even consider that Guns N' Roses. Man. Well, mm. and, and that, like I said, that goes on after a spaghetti incident. Uh, yeah. You know, everything completely fell apart. Slice goes on to be in Velvet Revolver. Yeah, yeah. Well, did Duff follow him into Velvet Revolver? I believe he yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, Duff. Yeah, the bass player. And I think Matt Sorum was in there, too. Was he? I think so. Um, Scott Weiland fronted that right, band yeah. from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, they were they were awesome. I, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, I have that CD. So yes, I, I do, too. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, obviously we talked about Izzy doing his own thing. I'm not sure what Gib, what Gibby Clark did after was, that, but uh, uh, I know that uh, he was on Rock Star Supernova. He yeah, was doing a reality yeah, show. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that didn't go nowhere. No, it went absolutely nowhere. Um, Slash went on to do, like you said, Snake Pit and Velvet Revolver. Yeah, just a whole, he did a whole bunch. Yeah. I mean, he was all over. Um, the first time I realized that Steve, Steve broke his hand in Michigan. So they had Fred Corey come in from Cinderella yeah, to do the Houston yeah. show. I read that. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm going to quit reading my... I mean, how hard How hard is that? Because, yeah, I was reading that where they had had different guys come in and play, you know, different things with, you know, when something happened, you know. How hard would that be to come in and fill in for a band last minute? I mean, as a musician, could you just it's, go if one of the a band, local band called and said, hey... No. You know, Josh Fortine calls and says, hey, Jeremy, can you fill in for our guitarist? No. No, um, no I could not. Uh, it's not impossible. I mean, if you had played, like, say, if I had played with Josh before mm. and had an idea of, of how he kind of uh, structured the songs and stuff that they're doing, um, maybe you could kind of fake it till you make it. Um but I don't believe it would sound great. Uh, I can't imagine that uh, Fred Corey had an amazing <laughs> first show in Houston. But, no. you know, especially dealing with what he was dealing, you know, with that band at the time, I can't even imagine trying to put all that together and making it sound great. Mm -hmm. I've seen it firsthand with, with Motley Crue. When Tommy left and they brought in the drummer, the girl drummer from hole yeah i was actually at that concert in noblesville for her first night and they had rehearsed a little bit even prior to that first to that first show and you could tell she was still having issues getting all her timing you know breaks and timings and stuff like that just right so i can't imagine it would be that easy um there's certain things you could do and, and it would be fine you know i played shows with bands that i've had to set in and you kind of take an extra practice or two and just kind of work a couple things out and then just, like I said, make it to you, you know, fake it till you make it. Fake but, it till you make it. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine that being all that great. But So Guns N' Roses has their big comeback just before Chinese Democracy is released on 
one of the one of the uh, music shows, like it was an like MTV Music Awards or whatever, mm-hmm. they fucking hyped that up for the whole entire time, you know, mm-hmm. prior to the show aired the whole entire show, and then they come out and you've got Buckethead, you know, remember Buckethead, <laughs> Buckethead. yeah, on guitar, yeah, I remember saying, I was like, what the fuck, yeah, <laughs> why would you wear a KFC bucket on your head? <laughs> And then years later, I see Kevin James do it in Grown Ups. But, you know. <laughs> but uh, what a fucking disaster oh, that was. That All that hype, and it was absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And, you know, from that point on, Guns N' Roses fell off my radar. I gave oh. absolutely two shits about Guns N' Roses. And, you know, the week after that, they probably had a whole new lineup. Probably. Because people could not work with Axel. That's what it kind of came down to. Hmm. Ego. Yeah. You know, everything had to be kind of, I guess, signed over to hidden. Like, the originals all had to, I guess, supposedly had to sign over the right to the name Guns N' Roses. So nobody else could ever use it. Right. And, you know, and I did that kind of bullshit, I think, you know. It, it's it's a it's a tough road to drive down um, because because of the fact that you all started it. But I mean, if you really think about it, Guns and Roses was started by Axl Rose and Tracy Guns, and Tracy yeah. Guns left long before oh, yeah. they ever made it, made anything out of it. So in the full theory of it, I mean, Axel kind of has the rights to the name because yeah. he was the guy that uh, pretty much did that, you know, put it together, came up with it. That being said, you'd, all those guys combined help make that band the success that it is. So yeah. it's, you know, like it's like a double-edged sword, you know. It's, it could get you from either side. It's, oh, yeah. Well, not just it. like Kiss, you know. Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley. Yep. That's Kiss. Everybody else is hired help. Yeah. And and I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, are all musicians assholes or is it just Yes, yes we are. <laughs> Ab fucking salutely. I'm kidding. Yes. I'm kidding. We are all fucking dickheads. <laughs> and uh, you know, this is the way we roll. I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know, you have to have a certain mindset to be a musician. You you know, you have a stage persona and then that persona kind of takes you over and sometimes you get lost in the hype and, and all that stuff, which obviously Axl Rose did because he didn't maintain his gift at that, you know, at that point. And I, when I mean gift, I mean his, his vocal range. Yeah. Um, I heard that he was simply amazing when he built, when he took over for ACDC. Yeah, that's what I heard. I have looked for video or something, and I cannot find it. Nothing. 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 Maybe I didn't, didn't know I wasn't looking in the right place. I don't know, but I would love to hear him on stage with ACDC or Angus Young. I mean, what's yeah, left? Yeah, I yeah. mean. Well, uh, didn't Brian Johnson come back, though? Yes. Uh, that's pretty great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we both have seen and uh, enjoyed uh, ACDC uh, live, and let me yes. tell you, if you get a chance, then uh, then that's pretty that's pretty wonderful to go see. Yeah, but it's so it'd be so different now, though. 
Oh, I'm sure. I mean, Ang- Angus is like the only one original left, you know, that hasn't passed away right. or, you know, had yeah, cause severe they, medical problems. Yeah, they lost a Bond Scott, bring in Brian Johnson. Yeah. Malcolm passes away, and then they've been through an assortment of drummers over the uh, years. But maybe, Hey, maybe they can come to Warsaw, you know, because all you need is one original member, and you're still considered a band. I'm going to pause on that for just one moment. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so years pass. Bygones apparently are now bygones. Duff McCann and Slash rejoin Axel. Is it called the No Way in Hell Tour? I believe so, yes. Uh, and they went back out, and apparently all is well in the yeah. in the GNR world. <laughs> now, something I didn't look into because I just was more looking in '80s stuff, uh-huh. and a little bit after, just a little bit after. Are they gonna do a new album? I don't know. I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I said, I don't consider Chinese democracy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it took them how many years to even put that out? You it know? was. From the moment they say they were going to release it, it took another six years. Yeah. So whatever it took studio time, they gave a release date, and then six years after that, I think, was the actual release date. And nobody was excited about it because the spaghetti incident was fucking just shit, too. Oh so, And who the hell calls an album the spaghetti incident? Well, I could have called it the spaghetti incident. Because there was a spaghetti incident in me and my buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into that right now. Uh, all right. I'll tell Jeremy after we're off. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so anything else you want to add about Guns N' Roses? I know I probably missed a shit ton of stuff. Oh, but... I'm sure. Well, that's just anything. And we've only got so much time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely check out the first two albums. Um the Use Your Illusion album, they were good. They were good albums. I yeah. I enjoyed them, but they I think it took a different a different style. They went a different direction with them. I thought. What was your favorite song on uh, on on those two albums? Because uh, they released them they released yeah, them simultaneously. Yeah, the that same was day. kind of a weird thing. I thought. Yeah. But okay. Uh, my favorite song on those. Oh wow! I got two of them that I really like. I love Civil War. And I love um, "Don't Cry." <laughs> Mine, are, my favorite, my favorite on that whole thing is "Civil War." That's my yeah, favorite fucking song on there. I I think I like um, uh, "Don't Cry" because it's got Shannon Hoon on the background vocals, right on. Which you know, that's another Indiana buddy. Of, yep. And he was in a band called Blind Melon. Check them out; they're pretty good. <laughs> I you can't yeah. see him lie because well yeah he yeah he yeah I, you want to hear a quick Shannon story yeah I worked with a guy years ago that uh, he was the head of our housekeeping department but he had come from um, the Muncie Anderson area and guess who one of who one of his employees was oh really yes and uh, he he told me that. Um, Shannon showed up to work one day and said, I need to take a hiatus. I think my band just got signed. <laughs> and away he went. Yeah. Now, that's his story. I don't. I haven't backtracked or double-checked it or all or anything like that, but it uh, seems pretty legit to yeah. me. I'll, I'll have to look, at, look that up and see what it... Right, right. Yeah. There you but go. Yeah. 
that's yeah, my quick that's why story. that's why I like because I like Shannon and yeah it was tragically bad. that he had uh, I would have loved to have seen what Blind Melon could have done you know yeah oh yeah they could have been they could have went on to do do a lot more great things I mean what they gave us was pretty was pretty good to start oh, off yeah. with so yeah it's too bad uh, always too bad when that becomes the problem but yeah so mm-hmm. Civil War was mine. Um, I also like the fact that uh, they uh, um, they had the song that was in the Terminator, one of the Terminator movies. Oh yeah, you could be mine. Yeah, that was always that was always oh, one good of the good ones. Yeah. But I like that video. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I spent all last night watching freaking Guns N' Roses videos, just like. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't been jamming to it in the car. So. <laughs> in between podcasts. That's right. I listen. Yeah. Yeah. That's because Frankie listens to. All of the Golden Mojo Empire. Except for books and booze, quarter books and booze. That's, just, that's over my grade level. <laughs> if it goes beyond Super Fudge, I'm... There you go. But he does like milk and cookies. because I do it, like milk and cookies. Yeah, because that's a children's book part. Yes, I can... <laughs> I've read those. Just last week. Just last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're uh, I think we're gonna get on out of here. Yeah, you good? I'm good. Can't think of anything else you want to talk about? A little GNR, little GNR, little Guns and Fucking Roses. Wish I could afford concert tickets now, because you know I would love to go see them. Because I've never seen GNR in concert. Have you ever? No, no. I, I would love not. to see them, but even back then their tickets were pretty expensive. Because yeah. they didn't do like Fort Wayne Coliseum. No. Although, little trivia, and it's once again, it's in the 80s. You don't, no way to back it up. I don't know. But at the ACDC concert we were, Guns N' Roses was supposed to open for ACDC, but they couldn't keep their drug use to a limit out away from ACDC. So they had to switch to L.A. Guns. Hmm. How that was any better, I don't know. That's what I was told. And I was like, damn. (laughs) <laughs> we could have seen Guns N' Roses uh, yeah. before they were Guns, Guns N' Roses. Roses. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I like LA that. LA Guns was so good. Hollywood, oh, Hollywood Vampire album. What a great album. Oh, Yeah, man. they were. Yeah, my LA Guns, uh, Ballad of Jane is like my yeah. all-time favorite. Sex action, good too. I mean, yep. I, I love yep. that song. Huh. Okay, let's stop. Okay, stop. we don't get me talking did. about we'll LA talk Guns. Music. Oh man, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the Golden Eighties. If you uh, want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you and your thoughts on Guns and Roses, and you know, LA Guns or um, any of the bands we talked about tonight. Whoever you want to talk, whoever you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is the Golden Image Eighties at Gmail dot com. Let us know, and please. and if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please rate and review us. Punch, you know, get after that. Yes. Uh, just so you know, I I will be putting out um, all this stuff on YouTube eventually. Um, it's been a little time consuming in 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 my world. So uh, when I get some time, I'm going to build us a YouTube page, and uh, it'll be out. So maybe by the time this episode airs, we might might be there already. Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm letting you know. Hey, Jeremy's a busy man. We will get all these mm-hmm. videos up on YouTube so you can see Frankie Vegas's beautiful face. No, <laughs> I don't see it. No, I'm not beautiful. Uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, that's coming soon. Um, if you like Golden 80s, you might like something else on the Golden Mojo Entertainment uh, Network of Podcasts, which includes The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, The United States of Paranormal, Indiana Chiefs Fans, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. You want to know a little bit about them? Go check out the website, goldenmojoent.com. Or if you're a paranormal freak, it is the United States Paranormal.com. But yeah, there's a, there's a listing and we have a little write up and uh, hopefully our pictures are up there so you can check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we are building the, building the website and we also are building the merch store, goldenmojoent.com. Just click on store and you can go check out all the uh, merchandise that we have up for sale there. So. If you want to show a little golden eighties uh, support, the fucking t-shirts are outstanding. Yes, we had Esteban do the artwork for us, and he's fucking amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I'm super proud of it. So, go check I'm it out. I'm eventually gonna buy one. <laughs> Jeremy won't give me one, so I, I had to buy, buy my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, on a court of books and booze, it's a very good podcast. It just. It's I a, don't. I don't read. It's it's above his grade level. I love that. I love that about that. <laughs> but yeah, I did want to say I'm not downing. It's a very good podcast. And they do a great job. Yeah, they do yeah. an awesome job. And I, I love you, Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> he did hook you up with the with your notes today. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you. Thank you you for uh, tuning in, and uh, thank you for the email you're about to send me. Yes. Appreciate that. Please. (laughs) I will answer you back. Frankie Bay is is on it. Get to Mm -hmm. it. All right, guys. Until next week. Later. See ya.